0: My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. And no one shall snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. The Gospel of the Lord. As we celebrate today the Sunday of Christ the Good Shepherd, where we pray in an intentional way for vocations in the church, vocations to the priesthood, vocations to religious and consecrated life, but also to holy vocations to married life as well. We pray for an increase of vocations in general. Um, Because the Lord in the scriptures, he gives that prayer is the principle of those vocations, right? He tells and he commands those who follow him, pray that the Lord of the harvest send laborers out into the harvest. And so what happens is, in a certain sense, the Lord waits on the prayers of his church in order to inspire vocations within the church. And so some of, or at least one of the reasons why there might be a lack of vocations in some places Is because of maybe a lack of prayer. And so we are encouraged on this Sunday in particular, but also throughout the year, to make a particular intention of praying for vocations. And not just any vocations, but holy vocations. Holy vocations to the priesthood, consecrated life, and to married life as well. And so we have some very beautiful readings for this this Sunday that we celebrate. And it begins with looking at uh, the conflict that exists with the word being delivered right so Christ having come into the world we see that the apostles uh, Paul and Barnabas they end up enduring the same things and difficulties that Christ himself suffered and endured which is that when the light comes some choose darkness over light one of the great tragedies right some will choose a lack of truth they will choose themselves over God and so when the Lord comes he meets those difficulties as we see in the Gospel today, the context of where he is speaking these words about his sheep hearing his voice is that he has come into the temple because it is the feast of the dedication and he is standing in the portico of Solomon and those who have who hate him, those who are jealous of Christ, have come to him and they are still trying to catch him in his words so that they can kill him. They bring in a very real sense this spirit of death to life himself, right? They come and they meet life himself with a desire for death. And what they do is when they approach him, they are trying to catch him. They say, right, tell us plainly, who are you? And he says, I have told you plainly, repeatedly, but you don't listen to me. I also have worked many miracles that also speak of who I am, and you pay no attention to those things. So he shows that their desire is not truly a desire to know the truth. It is simply a desire to accomplish their own ends, which are fueled by jealousy, self-service, self-desires, all of these other things. And so the Lord meets it again with truth. But also he says, my sheep hear my voice. Meaning those with a sincere heart, those who sincerely pursue the truth will find truth himself. My sheep hear my voice. And so we always have to watch within ourselves any other intentions or movements that are not simply a sincere desire to learn the truth. Because then we can get caught up in all other kinds Of of spirits. And most especially what we see then is that this same spirit, the spirit that desires death, comes to meet the Lord and it comes to meet him in the temple. That struck me very much yesterday. I was speaking, I had a bishop friend from the United States who phoned me requesting prayers for tomorrow, for today actually, is because there is a a movement today of the um, pro-abortion activists Uh, to disrupt uh, Catholic Church services and worship uh, throughout the United States. And so, what's interesting though, right, is that what we see is that that is always the truth. And it should also give us, in a certain sense, a consolation because the target of that type of spirit is specifically directed at Catholic masses, right? And so again, it is meeting Christ in the temple, this spirit of death, but we are called to pray. We are called to meet that spirit with love. The Lord is always appealing to the conversion of hearts. He doesn't meet with violence those who come against him with violence. He meets them with a desire that they convert and that they come to him. And so also we pray not only today for, I promised promise this bishop that I would pray for an end, obviously, to abortions, but also pray for healing, maybe in women who have had abortions, whether they were young women at the time, fearful, we don't know the motivations for why they might have had, those, uh, had the abortions, but we pray that they return to the merciful arms of Christ the Good Shepherd who loves them and desires them for his own. We also pray that this will end throughout the world and we pray for that deeper conversion in the hearts of all. We pray that we might have confidence to meet this spirit and culture of death that always comes against Christ That we might meet it with the same confidence, mercy, and love with which Christ always meets it throughout the Gospels. With which we see Paul and Barnabas also meeting this rejection of the Word and of life Himself, is that they also just continue on confident that they are called to proclaim this. Our hope lies in what we see in the second reading for today, which is from the book of the Apocalypse, the book of Revelation. We spoke a little bit about this yesterday. And we can see that John has this vision into this multitude that surrounds the throne of the Lamb, Christ himself. He is the Lamb that has been slain, but he is standing. The great mystery of the passion of Christ, the great mystery of our worship, which is that the one who died for us lives. The one who bears the wounds of his passion also now radiates with his glory. And so this activity that we see in the book of Revelation, this activity in heaven, we participated in the truest possible sense here at the Mass. We stand before the throne of the Lamb. And while these have been delivered from the great tribulation, we are in the process of deliverance. While these have had their robes washed in the blood of the Lamb, we are having our robes washed in the blood of the Lamb. He is leading us out through the Mass, Through his sacraments, through the tribulation, and into eternal life. And that line that we see, which is that he shelters them with his presence, he protects them with his presence. The Greek says, he puts his tabernacle over them, he establishes his tabernacle over those who are his own, the Good Shepherd. That word in the Greek has a very particular meaning it means both to protect. And also to have communion with. And so at the Mass is where the Lord extends his tabernacle over us. The Good Shepherd invites us under his protection. He defends us. He is our life. He is the source of all the good things that we desire. He is the fulfillment of the desires of the human heart. And he also nourishes us and feeds us as a Good Shepherd not simply with his truth for our minds, not simply as the good that our hearts can love, not simply with his grace, but with his very self in Holy Communion. We receive in Holy Communion God himself, and therefore we receive the strength of God, the love of God. Everything that we lack fills us in those moments of Holy Communion, We are taken into that union of life with the Good Shepherd. We're taken into that protection. And so as we unite ourselves to the Lord of life, God himself, we pray that we can be more and more like him in this world. Not responding with violence, but responding with his love, with his truth, with his light. So that just as we have been converted and have come to him, that we will never despair of anyone who might also be converted as well and come to the Good Shepherd. Amen.